ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metzler. We have a great guest on tonight. Brian Bart is a guitarist, a producer, and he used to play in uh, kind of a hard rock band called Dare Force that uh, used to rock the ballrooms and the clubs in the 70s and 80s in Minneapolis. He has a new project out, a new record called AV. We're going to be listening to tracks off that. Uh, some tracks that go back in the time machine uh, with Dare Force and also a band he had called The Outsiders. He's got a very interesting story and a good lefty. I just did a project uh, with him at his studio Logic recording in St. Louis Park, which is where we mixed and mastered Ain't Gonna Whistle Dixie anymore. Brian, good to see you today, man. Hey, Paul, good to see you again. You know, you and I have really kind of known each other f for years. What year was that first session that you came in with Donnie well, and Jesse? I think that was the early 90s, but I knew you before then because I knew you're... We might not have known each other personally, but I knew you because I... I believe I saw Dare Force a couple times, maybe at the Union Bar, the Caboose? Sure. Yeah. Well, and the Iron Range, we have that connection. Yeah, we have that. We're going to talk about it all tonight with my great guest, Brian Bart. Brian, how did you get into this music racket? Well, as we were talking, coincidentally, in fourth grade, our music teacher in Golden Valley at Sunny Hollow Elementary School was Bob Dylan's brother, David Zimmerman. Hmm. And... The other guitar player in Air Force, John O'Neill, and I were next-door neighbors, so we had a band, and uh, David just thought it was the greatest thing to have these little kids in a band, so he used to put on little concerts for us in front of the whole school. That was kind of the start of the uh, band era of us two together. So what year was that? Well, that would have been like 1970 or so. Okay. And then uh, our family moved to California, I went to... Uh, junior high and high school out in Thousand Oaks, which also just had their incidents out there. But uh, and I came back after high school and rejoined with John O'Neill, and that's when Dare Force started in the, in the late seventies. Wow! I have to bring up something about Golden Valley because <clears throat> I kind of at the end of some of my shows, I I kind of quote that we recorded, uh, we've been recording lately down in the basement of AM 950 in Eden Prairie, which is neither Eden nor Prairie, which I stole from John Steinbeck's book, Travels with Charlie, when he took off in the mid-60s around America with his dog, Charlie, and he drove through Golden Valley, and he said in the book, which is neither Golden nor a Valley. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so um, Dare Force started. So what, what year was that, and what uh, kind of stuff were you playing? Well, that would have been about uh, 78, and we had the original singer from Cheap Trick, Zeno. Really? was in the band. and uh, How'd you bump into Zeno? He was up here playing in a band called Straight Up, which ended up eventually later getting having Yanni in the band. Really? And uh, so we... Uh, so Yanni went, for those of you people that know Yanni, don't realize that he had, I don't know if he was actually born in Minneapolis, but he used to play in Chameleon, which was the big hard rock band back when, when I started, when I moved to town in the late 70s, early 80s. Our same era right around there. And... Yanni actually was in a band with John O'Neill called Archangel. Okay. And then him and Ernie LaViolette, who I've been working with in the studio for years. He played on a bunch of my records. And uh, they were in Straight Up with Zeno. Zeno joined Dare Force. So we have that little connection with the Cheap Trick people. Right. And after that, we got a new singer uh, named David Reese, who's the singer on this first song we're going to play here, who went on to be in the band Except... You may not have ever heard of, but they're a really huge international band from Germany. Hmm. And um, so uh, that's what this song is, would be later in the about 1990 era. What, what, what would you call Dare Force? Would you call it hard rock? Hard rock. It was kind of almost before the, the heavy metal era. And we were a little more melodic. And, uh, you know, in the Zeno era, we were a little bit more like Cheap Trick. And right. then we got Dave Reese in the band because we kind of wanted to get a little heavier. Then we got to be a little bit more like uh, 
Thin Lizzy and Van Halen and that kind right. of music. But you were a little bit, you were kind of traversing that hair metal line, because I've seen those pictures of Dare Force back oh, in the day. Definitely. I mean, we <clears> had... Uh, tell, tell, describe the look that Dare Force had back then. Well, in the in the old days with Zeno, it was a little more power pop, and mm -hmm. then with Dave Reese, we started getting you know leather pants and things like that. I was. You guys were rocking spandex though at some point, weren't well, you? Well, I never did because I was too skinny. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we kind of went through that Scorpions era and all right. that kind of stuff. In fact, the thing about Dare Force, I always like to tell people, is that we did almost twenty five hundred gigs in. 37 states and wow and we played in venezuela and and puerto rico and who was booking you back then well that's the other thing we probably worked with almost every agency in town we worked with gma and arm and good mileage agency right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we definitely put marsh you had to work with marsh and we worked with marsh actually in the very beginning was marsh, marsh he booked us in in san juan puerto rico we played Roberto Clemente baseball stadium in front of 10,000 people wow. in in Puerto Rico. In fact, we're me and some uh, my girlfriend and friends are going to be in Puerto Rico in a couple months, so for about the fifth time, but uh wow. Uh, so we were a heavy, heavy touring band. And the other thing that set us a little bit apart from other bands is we were recording from the get-go with Zeno. We went in with Paul Stark into Blackberry really? Way. Paul Stark, of course, who started uh, Twin Tone Records, right? And and uh, he he used to work for Straight Up back in the day. Really? And we uh, we recorded from the get go, and actually Zeno had connections with Cheap Trick's management, so we were really close to almost getting a record deal with through the Cheap Trick management companies. And uh, so those recordings at Blackberry Way were a little more power pop, Cheap Trickish sounding. And then after that, we went into the studio with Marsh. And um, kind of another interesting little tidbit was is we changed drummers and we got uh, Johnny Bolin, who was the brother of the famous Tommy Bolin, who played right. with, with Deep Purple and James Gang. He, I used to live uh, Johnny Bolin when I lived at 1818 LaSalle, which I refer to as 1313 Mockingbird Lane, in, uh, starting in 1990 for five years. Johnny lived right around the corner. Mm -hmm. And there was this great little Vietnamese restaurant. I mean, it maybe had four tables, but they had the best faux soup in town. So Johnny and I would see each other, you know, almost weekly. Um, where did Johnny end up? Is he still with us? Johnny has been with Black Oak, Arkansas for the last 30 years. Really? Are you still in touch with him? Oh, I see him all the time. I just talked to him the other day. In fact, it's kind of funny because every time I go see Black Oak, I, when I lived in California, was at California Jam 1 when I was 15 years old. Wow. I saw Black Oak, Arkansas there, as well as Deep Purple. Strange little connections. And then I was... And I think Jim Dandy from Black Oak is still... Uh, um, Rocking the uh, the tight pants and got with a little bit of a beer belly now, but uh. <laughs> he's hilarious. Well, John O'Neill from Dare Force and I were backstage talking to him, and I told him about the the California Jam thing, which had five hundred thousand people there, and and we I, and I told him the story, and then he went, "Hey, he sounded like the guy in in Waterboy. You can't even understand the Cajun accent." Right. We were laughing. He's just a total Cajun down home guy, but. Uh, so anyways, Johnny Bolin and I uh, played out the second half of Dare Force, and we did tons of big concerts. We played with Kiss and Scorpions in Kansas, Rat. We did wow. a lot of big opening gigs. And and you did, and, and you're, there was still in the 70s and 80s a ballroom circuit that actually started in the, the late 30s and 40s with big bands, the Cato Ballroom, Mankato, and... Uh, you know, outside of Rochester and places like that. But back when you guys were very popular, you were putting how many people in, let's say, the Cato Ballroom on a Friday night? Well, we played um, all these ballrooms around the area, but our main... And what were some of the other bars. bands? Jesse Brady? Chameleon, Jesse Brady. Uh, there would be... Rocking Horse. Yeah, and, Rocking uh, Horse, right. Forgot about that. I can't even think of some of the other bands back in those days, but uh, we actually played more club gigs. We would mm -hmm. play like at Boyd's on the River, right. Libation Station, Thumpers. Sure. And we had the, the best schedule because we'd play you know, two nights in St. Paul at the Pain Reliever, then three nights in at Boyd's on the River, and 
we'd just be out rollerblading around the lakes, and our, our band house was right on Lake Calhoun all those years. So, and and you played in my hometown, Virginia, Minnesota, at Norman's Bar, where I used to play, which actually my grandfather owned in the '40s and '50s when it was called the Roosevelt Bar, and Tim Norman, who ran it, used to put the bands upstairs because uh, there was about 16 rooms that my grandmother used to run this room my dad grew up but uh, yeah so we've got that in common as well oh we we played the iron range all the time of course there was the mr mitch's and evelyn infamous junkyard in hibbing oh yeah iron man hotel motel <laughs> and you know red carpet in, in grand rapids our our first time up in the iron range was actually at tom and jerry's in chisholm i did some of my first gigs there we've got brian bart a great uh, guitarist uh, musician and producer. We're going to talk about his new record, AV, but we're going to end this set on the Wall of Power Radio Hour with a Dare Force track from 1990 called Civilized Evil. source of the Twin Cities Gay Scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Catch New Beginnings with Freddie Bell, Saturdays at 11 on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You don't have to be an expert camper to enjoy the Boundary Waters. Big Bear Lodge is your home away from home that still lets you experience the Northwoods in authentic and modern woodsy cabins. Upon arrival, you'll be greeted by the owners whose priority is your relaxation. Take in amazing sunsets, stargazing, and moose viewing near the Gunflint Trail. There are free use of canoes and kayaks, guided pontoon tours, and private docks and fire pits. So come find your smile at Big Bear Lodge. More at BigBearLodgeMN.com. Hello fellow AM950 listeners, this is JJ from Nightingale at 26 in Lindale. Come experience our delicious signature dishes and exciting rotation of inventive seasonal fare for my wife and chef Carrie and her team. Nightingale is the perfect place to gather for any occasion with our extensive wine, beer and cocktail selection along with our dedication to great service. We offer a full menu every day from 4 to 1 a.m., two award-winning daily happy hours and weekend brunch at 10. More at nightingalempls.com. Hi, Gregory Rich, founder and chief at Habitation Furnishing and Design, and now I'd like to invite you to kill your Sunday evenings with me right here on AM 950 with Drink in the Style. It's a one-hour-long conversation of interior design, art, architecture, and pretty much anything else visual and aesthetic, all while enjoying some booze handcrafted by our friends at Mill Valley Kitchen. Can you think of a better way to spend Sunday evenings? Drink in the Style, Sundays. 5 p.m. November is Gulvember at Rudy Luther Toyota. With the end of 2018, it's time to get yourself an amazing gift. A new vehicle from Rudy Luther. Through November, get a $3,000 rebate on the Toyota Tundra pickup or $3,500 on my personal favorite, the family-friendly Sienna. Plus, check out that great selection of 2018 Tacoma pickups in stock. And the best part of Rudy Luther is the long-term relationship you'll have with their wonderful people. November is Gulvember at Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. 
Welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metz, and my guest for the whole show tonight, musician and producer, cool cat, Brian Bart. Brian, we were ended the last segment. You were talking about uh, a lot of the places that Dare Force used to play, and you played with a lot of big bands. What were, give me one of your favorite gigs you played back in the day, and one of the worst. <laughs> well, like uh, we were just talking about... Uh we hadn't gotten to our Venezuela gig. We went right. down and played uh, three cities in Venezuela and toured across the country. A promoter brought us down there. Well, you must have been getting airplay. Headlining. Yeah, and they, they kind of really build us up as bigger than we really were. And uh, we also did, you know, we opened for Kiss. We have the infamous story where we went through a blizzard and got down there late and we were helping the crew unload the truck. And where was the gig? It was in Sioux City, Iowa, where okay. Johnny Boland's from, coincidentally, and all of a sudden, two guys came to help us unload the, the truck, and we said, thanks a lot, you guys, and as, as we're going out on onto stage, we look in the dressing room, and it was Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley who had they helped us helping. unload the truck. <laughs> we played uh, at the Longhorn in Minneapolis, and... Uh, um, Greg Allman and Dickie Betts got up and jammed Statesboro Blues wow. with us and, you know, just all kinds of weird stories. What year was that? Because I was just um, reading Complicated Fun by Sin Collins about the whole kind of rise of punk rock in Minneapolis. And, of course, the Longhorn played a huge part in that. So what... Uh, that would have been the early era with the... Uh, early 80s? Wow. And uh, also we did... You know, a bunch of other concerts. We opened for Kansas at the Orpheum. And, wow. And so, in other words... Were you making good money back then? Well, we were one of those bands back in the bygone era that was had a four-man road crew on salary with our own giant PA and truck and light show. And uh, we played 200... The good old days, man. Well, I used to tell my students at Music Tech in McNally that, you know, we used to play 300 nights a year and... and couldn't believe that you know you can't do that anymore right you make 10 bucks at the door at the turf club which is right now gone but no the um, turf club's still there oh is it first avenue is taking over booking and it's doing really well oh what was the one they just tore down in st paul oh anyways yeah so we did tons of playing uh, you can't do anything like that these days and and towards the end of the dare force era when things did start kind of phasing out a little bit there was i used to always talk about you know cable tv and uh drinking age went up and the dram shop yep. insurance policies the bars used to have to pay for liability insurance so so the bar scene started to dwindle right towards the end of the dare force right era. and then the other thing is you know the aids scare oh yeah i guess i never even thought you know about so that, that was you know in the mid-80s so you were not as apt to go find the love of your life for the night back then, but you're absolutely right. The drinking ain't jacked up. Um, then eventually, no smoking in bars, so it was, you know, kind of one thing after the other. Yeah, I I'm glad I was able to live. Uh, that was how we made our full time living. Now, were you guys on salary, or did you you paid your crew, and then whatever money you made at the gig, you gave your your manager and booking agent money up the top and then you split it is that how that worked actually i was kind of the manager through all those years so i handled you know the booking and the pa and the crew and i hope you took a little cut for that uh well i used to own one of the band vehicles back in the day i would take mileage for and i would yeah. go pick everyone up and whatever i, I did you screwed yourself. I would drop you off the drums yourself at the because, end of the night. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I'm a band that shall remain homeless that I ran for years. I did all the booking. I made sure, you know, everybody got there on time and what we're going to do and where we're going to play. And uh, then we'd split the money three ways at the end of the night. And then years later, I go, man, I put a lot of work in that and didn't really get paid. It's <laughs> a great band. I love the guys, but. Uh, I tell anybody that's that's starting out, like there's this great new band, the Carnegies. Have you heard of them? I, they're really cool. They're like 60s garage rock. They're two twin brothers, Royce and Roman Mars. And I tell them, man, I said, who's ever managing the band, take your, you know, take 10%. You don't have to take, you know, more than that. But as you know, it's a lot of work to keep the show on the road. Well, we had actually managers like, you know, Marsh and John Domigal and some of the guys at GMA. I was more the internal uh, road manager for the band. But 
we were all on salary and we played uh, 300 nights a year. It was just crazy. But uh, I always made sure we had enough money left over for recording and, you know, keeping up on some state-of-the-art PA and light shows and things like that. And, so. and marijuana. We used to buy, in the old days, band cases of beer. Oh, nice. Came off the top. Nice. Well, that's, that's all <laughs> for that one. Not that we were heavy one drinkers, but... Yeah. Well, that's cool. Now, uh, yeah, man, those 300 nights a year. Those, those, those days are gone. Let me ask you if you can remember, what do you think was your biggest grossing year? Well, I, I think back in the day, we used to make a couple, couple hundred grand a year. Wow. Which is insane now. You might make a couple hundred dollars a year yeah, in the band right. business. but uh, And towards the end of that is when I also started my next venture, which was the Outsiders Band. And that kind of, not to segue out of that. No, let's talk about but, the Outsiders uh, because we're going to play a track. Well, there's another little name-dropping thing there because Stokely Williams, the... Okay, from Mint uh, Condition and now right, a solo artist. He, a lot of people don't even know this, but he's uh, just a badass fusion drummer. Oh, like yeah, I know he's a great drummer. And uh, we came in the studio and did some fusion songs, and I decided, because I had always liked growing up, I had liked Jeff Beck and Return of Forever and sure. that fusion music, so I always wanted to do an instrumental fusion band. So we did two albums with The Outsiders, and um, we had um, all the winners of the New Capay competitions. Okay. They used to put on these contests, Twin Cities Best Guitarist, Bassist, Drummer Competitions. I won uh, Newt Coupe's Acoustic Guitarist of the Year at one of those contests. I won a beautiful Gibson Hummingbird guitar. Yeah, I, I forget that. the year, but yeah. Newt Coupe was what a phenomenal guitar store, especially the original one on 28th right off uh, Hennepin. We used to, our band house was right down the street, so we gave them a lot of business because we were playing so often, we were buying strings and sticks and, but, well, uh, a part of, uh, in this book, uh, Complicated Fun, there was a poster, Chris Osgood from the Suicide Commandos went in there and started their teaching program, he, but he was also the guy that gave Bob Mould from Who's Could Do, Dave Perna from Soul Asylum, and Craig Finn uh, from Hold Steady, their first guitar lessons. So, before we listen to Hecticity by The Outsiders, so who else was in the band? Well, Greg Herzenak, who played with Peter Himmelman for years, okay. and John Pirtle, who had won Twin Cities Best Basses competition like three times. But uh, the other thing that ties in with you is Donnie LaMarca and Jesse Wheeler, our, was our keyboard player and drummer. And they are the, the ones that I first recorded with you in the early 90s. And, um, in fact, Donnie's on your newest uh, recording yeah, we just is. did. Isn't that fun how all these uh, co-centric co circles come together? We're going to listen to a track, Hecticity, by The Outsiders, and then we, we will be back for the whole show with my good buddy, Brian Bart. This is Chad, owner of AM950. I've been telling you about my friends at Snap Construction who are arguably the most well-reviewed exterior construction company in the metro. Don't just take my word for it. Take a look at all their reviews online. Winter is the most cost-effective time of the year to complete your construction project. A majority of Minnesotans choose to have their work completed on their home in the summer when they should be enjoying the weather. As a result, the demand for labor in the summer is much higher. The most cost-effective way to improve or restore your home is in the winter due to the lower demand. Right now, Snap Construction is offering an additional 30% off of labor to the AM950 listeners on your next construction project between now and the end of February. Call 612-333-SNAP and mention AM950 for an additional 30% off. As always, Snap Construction stands by their work with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. 
Don't wait to get a free estimate by calling 612-333-SNAP or find them online at snapconstruction.com. Financing options available. Visit the wine bar at Cafe Latte and enjoy a unique handcrafted pizza and glass of wine. The perfect place for an intimate night or an evening with friends. Choices range from spicy Italian sausage and sweet roasted peppers to the one-of-a-kind nacho chicken pizza layered with blue corn tortilla chips. The approachable wine list offers over 30 by the glass with special emphasis on wines from Washington State. End your night with one of Cafe Latte's melt-in-your-mouth desserts, 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. I'm Steve Conklin. And I'm Jake DeRoff. We're the hosts of the Mortgage Talk Show, Sundays at 1230. Every week we bring you insights on home financing, discussing rates, programs, local and national news. Whether you're buying your first home or your hundredth home, we have tips and inside information to save you money and feel like a mortgage master. Check us out for more information and email us any questions at mortgagetalkshow.com. Tune in to the Mortgage Talk Show every Sunday at 1230 on AM 950. Hi, this is Laura, and I want to tell you about my family's favorite thing. It's our wood stove. We bought it about 14 years ago from woodland stoves and fireplaces. And see, the wood stove has actually paid for itself because we can keep the main area that we live in toasty warm with this great moist heat. But more important than saving money, it has actually improved our lives. Having a fire simplifies life. It provides comfort. It sort of takes the chill out of winter. I'm Peter Solak. In 1977, I started wood stoves and fireplaces and I experienced the simple joy of warming myself by a fire. I also realized that the place and the way we embrace fire has evolved in a diversity of forms and styles. So at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, we have brought together the widest selection of our fireplace products and technical knowledge in the Twin Cities. Our mission is to use our knowledge to help you choose the design and function that is right for you and your home. Visit Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces today and find the right fire for you. With your AM 950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Tonight, 1 to 3 inches of snow, with lows around 30. Sunday, snow's likely again, mainly before noon, with a high of 32 and a low around 20. Monday will be sunny, with a high near 26 and a low around 13. EatLocalMinnesota.com's Restaurant of the Week is Burger Moe's. Offering 20 fresh, never-frozen varieties of burgers, as well as delicious apps, soups, salads, dogs, paninis, shakes, and desserts. Burger Moe's is the perfect gathering spot before or after XL Energy events. So we just listened to a track off my guest, Brian Bart's new record. The new record's called AV. The song was called Message to Self. Brian, tell, tell us a little bit about Message to Self. Well, actually, I had gone through some periods of slight depression with the onset of multiple sclerosis. And, and when was that? When did that start? About 20 years ago. And it started off being uh, what they would call relapsing, remitting, comes and goes. I would have, I haven't really told many people this story, so I was a little hesitant to talk about it on the radio, but I can't play guitar anymore because my left hand is paralyzed. Wow. And I did that whole song with one hand. Wow. And I, um, with using capos and pro tools and punching in, and yeah. I... Uh, that's amazing. I kind of said, screw it, I'm going to still record. Yeah. And I've still been running my studio all these years, and uh, because fortunately my right hand is 100%, and I've, I've done 400 albums, and I played on well over 100 albums. And I, so I just uh, 
kept up a good attitude and uh i uh that particular song was kind of related to that a bit and uh in the end i just uh I've been traveling like mad ever since the onset of that, so I've been to 40 countries and I've been all over Asia and Europe and stuff. So I really like, and I have a boat on Lake Minnetonka, so yeah. I, I'm into boating and traveling and running the studio, and I've been able to make my living off of music my entire life. I'm in the old band days playing, and, and then after that I, I uh, had the studio for 30 years, and I also taught uh, at Music Tech and McNally Smith, the advanced wow. Pro Tools and MIDI classes and things for years. And Well, it's, a, you know, Brian, uh, because, you know, we worked together a few months ago mixing and mastering Ink and Whistle Dixie anymore, and you did such a phenomenal job. It was such a great hanging with you, too, as well. But it's really kind of an inspirational story, but I, I want to ask you, what were your symptoms what were you feeling like before a doctor finally gave you the diagnosis that you have the onset of multi multiple sclerosis? Well, this is a scary story, and every case is different. Yeah. Mine was, I woke up one day, my entire body from my neck down was incredibly numb, like when your foot is, the worst your foot has ever been asleep in its life. Wow. For a whole year straight. Wow. A whole year. Freaked out. Went to the doctor, MRIs, sure enough, had MS, and then it finally went away. And I had a pattern. So you were numb for the whole year? I just, I could still ski black diamonds and play guitar, but wow. it was totally numb. Wow. And I did that for 15 years. I, I would, it went away, I'd be perfect for a whole year. Wake up one morning, bang, my whole right side's totally numb. Wow. Real hesitant to tell this story because no, a lot ahead. of people don't know it. Same thing, a whole year. It wasn't just like a week or a month, a whole year. Just I want people to hear this story because you've overcome this and you're still a great artist, and you deal with it every day. So I think people out there that are dealing with whatever their issues are need to hear how you got through it. So let's get back to... Well, my case, day. you know, it was the relapsing remitting. I had several of those onsets that would last a whole year and then all of a sudden it started becoming motor skills and my left foot and left hand became paralyzed so now I'm what's called secondary progressive which means it doesn't come and go and it just stays and it slowly keeps getting a little worse and there are some people that have uh, you can being that it's in your brain it's a lot of people might not know what it is but your your own immune system immune systems actually attacking your uh, your brain and you have short circuiting wow and so you could have cognitive issues i could wake up one day and i don't know how to run this dang studio or you can go blind a lot of people have wow. have issues but fortunately mine is i had the paralysis is bad but i never did have pain thank god so but some people have severe pain also yeah. it's a horrible disease well i was uh, when i when i heard about it a while back i forget whenever it was and then when we decided to do this mix and master, I said, yeah, we've got to call Brian Bart because we had Willie Walker sing, you know, one of the greatest soul singers of our time. We had the sounds of blackness. We had me, the, the uh, folky. And I thought, well, let's let's bring the Dare Force guy into this. So it was really all four corners of the Minneapolis music scene. And then what I really uh, was great to see you again, of course. And, and so thanks for your time here tonight. But. It was so great when I go up to get a bottle of water out of the uh, your refrigerator, and you had all the magnets from all oh. the countries, <laughs> and the pictures of everywhere uh, that you've been in the meantime. So you, it, in a way, it must have inspired you to go out and live your life. I was once I started becoming uh, having paralysis issues. I especially well, even back in the old days, I started traveling because I thought. I better get this in while I still can. I wow. walked on the Great Wall of China, wow. and I was, you know, all over countries, all over Asia and Europe, and uh, but it definitely had tied in with the unknown of I'm going to get this in. In fact, I got a couple big trips coming up this year. Where are you, where are you going? Well, last year we had uh, something new that we did with t 12 friends all got together and did a Mediterranean cruise of oh, 10 cool. countries. We were in, you know, Tur we went to Greece and Istanbul, and we were all through uh, 
Italy and things like that. This this year we're we're going to to a Southern Caribbean cruise all the way down. Fantastic. Here. And so I I'm definitely trying to live as much as I can. Yeah, well, good for you. When I was getting in touch while we were getting some of the uh, figuring when we were figuring out some of the uh, the mixes and things when we were going to ink and whistle Dixie anymore, you were also working with the Joey Molland. I bumped into Joey down there from Badfinger. I have done about four or five albums with Joey through the years, and uh, the first time we got together, it was really interesting because he had told me about working with all four Beatles. Wow. Of course, he played concert for Bangladesh with George. Mm -hmm. And, and he kind of uh, looks like Paul McCartney. Oh, I always thought that, too. And, <laughs> and, of course, they recorded at Abbey Road, and Paul McCartney wrote No Matter What. And um, then he worked on Double Fantasy with John Lennon, which I is amazing. I didn't know that. And he did a ton of stuff. With, he did a couple of the Ringo tunes, too. Wow. He was played on a couple of Ringo solo songs. And he sounds like, if you've ever heard Paul McCartney talk, he sounds exactly like but Paul. He's from Liverpool. Okay. And, of course, they used to play the cavern and things. And, and I actually went and played the cavern with, uh, hung out with, when I was with Kelly Kagi. And Jimmy Peter from, uh, was also in the band who wrote Eye of the Tiger and all wow. the songs from Survivor and everything. Vehicle, you remember that old song? Mm -hmm. So, anyways, Joey's a great guy. And uh, one thing that's nice about working with Joey is he, uh, I've done this through the years where I sometimes have rental sessions. I set up sessions for people and train them in, and then they can go run half the session themselves for a discounted price, and then mm -hmm. I come down and help them mix and things like that. So that's one of the reasons why he, other reasons why he worked with me through the years. And Well, with, and so this would be a good time, Brian Bart, to, if people want to, Find out about the record, or even maybe uh, rent some studio time, or have you produce something for them. How can they get a hold of you? Well, I have. Uh, just last week, I got a few more record stores online. I've I've got um, my new album all over the internet, and I even have free downloads at uh, ReverbNation.com slash Brian Bard because okay. I'm not really in it to make money. Just trying to get my music out there, but yeah. I also have. Uh, records at all the local stores, like down in the valley and Electric Fetus. I just dropped some off at uh, um, Hi-Fi and some of those places. Okay, so but if I want to, if somebody out there wants to record in your studio, how do they get a hold of you? Well, the best place to probably do that would be to try and get a hold of me. Look me up on Facebook. Um, I used to have a web page, a website for years. But I, I now I'm just kind of using social media, so I guess uh, Brian, you Google on Facebook. Okay, if you Google. Google me, I'm all over Google. Okay. And uh, I've done, like I said, almost I'm going on 400 records and a couple thousand demos for 30 years. I, well, you've got great ears. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was I was nominated six times for best producer and engineer, but I, I kept losing to Prince and uh, <laughs> Jam and Terry Lewis. So. Oh, that guy! I'm telling <laughs> Damn you. Damn it! Tell us a little bit about the tune we're going to hear off Brian Bart's new record, A Dash V A V. Of course, time waits for no one. Who's on this? <laughs> time waits for no one is the one that has uh, Kelly Kagi on drums. And uh, my good friend from Night Ranger who sang and wrote Sister Christian and a bunch of those songs. And we went and toured, did some gigs in Europe together. And uh, that song is about how fast time has been flying by. And now, as we were talking about 1980, all of a sudden, 40 years later, whatever, we're, that's how fast things went. So... Uh, I, I tried to use a bunch of little metaphors about, damn, the time's flying past here, but... Uh, time to get on it.
one source of the Twin Cities gay scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ Media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. Hi, it's Tom Hartman for Continental Diamond. You've heard me talk about this place for a long time. And this holiday season, it's time to get your loved one a gift that will last a lifetime. Their experts know all the latest trends and will help you find the perfect gift to fit any budget with an amazing in-stock selection to choose from. Stay away from the craziness of the malls and visit Continental Diamond, adjacent to the West End in St. Louis Park and at ContinentalDiamond.com. That's Continental Diamond for the perfect holiday gift. Hello, humans. This is me, Ellie Krug, with Ellie 2.0 Radio on Monday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. You've all heard the song Santa Baby by Eartha Kitt. Did you know that Kitt was a big idealist or that she wasn't afraid to speak truth to power? I'll tell you more in my next show. Also, I'll give you the skinny on Tom Steyer, billionaire philanthropist who's now pushing the five rights. LE 2.0 Radio, engaging and real on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. As a family-owned business, Standard Heating and Air Conditioning has been serving the Twin Cities since 1930. A new furnace or air conditioner from Standard Heating and Air can lower your monthly utility bills, administer more consistent temperatures, and even improve indoor air quality, making your home safer and healthier for the whole family. The average heating and cooling system lasts 15 to 20 years. So if yours is on its last legs, call Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Learn more at standardheatingdeals.com. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, the comfort you deserve. Most of us try to be careful about how we eat and the safety of our food. At Total Dog Company, we believe in giving our dogs nutritious, safe food, too. We offer a variety of kibble, canned, and frozen and dehydrated raw foods. We study ingredient lists of every food we sell. We don't sell products that are primarily vegetable protein or that contain generic proteins, byproducts, fillers, or artificial preservatives. Find us in New Hope off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North and at TotalDogCompany.com. Hi, this is Jen of Vandalia Glassworks. Are you looking for a magical gift for the holidays? Consider the gift of art created from fire and blown to beautiful perfection. Vandalia Glassworks features stunning glass pieces that are one of a kind. Colorful, elegant vases, bowls, platters, paperweights, sculptures, tumblers, pendants, and more. Special pieces of art available for every price range. Find that special present at Vandalia Glassworks in St. Paul off the Vandalia exit north of 94. Find more at VandaliaGlassworks.com. This is to your host, Paul Metz. We just heard a song called The Real You by my guest, Brian Barr. Tell us a little bit about uh, who is that crazy saxophone player on there. Jason Peterson of the famous Peterson family is a, is a friend of mine. And uh, he played on three songs on the album. And that also... He's on the road with Michael Bolton now, like yeah, all the time. Yeah, he's been traveling all over the world. I've seen footage of him at the pyramids, and <laughs> you know he's just down in South America. Uh, so the Petersons are really the first family in Minnesota music. Oh yeah, all those guys you are great. Well, Ricky's out on the road right now, and yeah, uh, he's with Fleetwood Mac. Mac. And and the cool thing about Jason is he's an unbelievable singer and keyboard player. He's a so great he's a perfect singer. side guy for someone like Michael Bolden because when he's not playing sax, he's playing keyboards. Well, it runs in the family because I got to know Gene Peterson, the matriarch, about 30 years ago at the Minnesota Music Awards. And she's a phenomenal 
uh, piano player and singer and just uh, just the queen and a doll. And uh, she passed several years ago. But I had a call. Somebody needed a piano player for kind of a she-she post-wedding party downtown at the Ivy Hotel. So I called Jeannie. She was 85 years old at the time. And I said, Jeannie, there's a, I got a, you know, an hour, really nice paying gig for you right downtown middle of the afternoon. She looks at her calendar. She goes, I'd love to, Paul, but I've got three gigs that day. Wow. <laughs> you know? So it runs in the family. I love all those people. I feel like a yeah. Peterson myself sometimes. Well, that that last song kind of showed a little diversity on the album. I've got some heavier tunes, but I also have a bunch of mellow tunes. And I have some of the Donnie and Jesse are on a couple songs, and, and some of the Dare Force guys are on a few tunes. And But that song actually has... Uh, Victoria Vang singing, so I have a couple other guest singers on there, too. Now, who's Victoria Vang? Well, she's a local artist who uh, I worked with in the studio, and she just had a great voice, and, and like I said, I didn't, you know, uh, want to be singing every single song, so I have, like, Dave Rees from Accept on a couple songs, and and uh, uh, Victoria, um, who actually went as Tori Envy, was her stage name for a while, but I... I I credited her as a real name and uh, excellent singer, and and that particular song was uh, great for her voice. And did you get Joey Mullen to sit in on any of these tracks? I should have. I could have. I should manage you, Bart. We could <laughs> well, put your career in order here. I did an old Johnny Winter song called "Still Alive and Well." Okay. And I used Joey's Les Paul on it. That's my Joey Mullen connection to this album. <laughs> Would you consider? Going out and, and doing a set somewhere live, like a CD release party? Well, like I said, I was hesitant to even talk about the MS situation, but I can't play anymore. So okay. um, I had to use a bit of studio trickery to pull off some of this album, like playing with one hand. I would, wow. I have a foot pedal, punch-in pedal, and I would play, and I would do a lot of tuning, alternate tuning of the guitar. So that last previous song, you know, I had tuned and... Uh, I would stop and I would retune and put on a capo or whatever, wow. punch in the next part. And I was actually, I had a record deal with Bobby Z doing tribute albums. Okay. And I did 40 of them. And wow. um, I was importing in. No wonder you can afford to travel around the world. <laughs> well, that was actually financed by Tom Petters before he okay. you know, was indicted oh. into prison. Crazy, uh, kind of an interesting story, but uh, total Minnesota story in, there. In, in, in other words, that whole song was played with one hand, except for I was importing in guitar solos, okay, and uh, time stretching them and pitch shifting them to fit, so I can still have solos, even though I can't play them. So to answer your question, I couldn't really go out and gig, but uh, I am trying to promote it a little bit, and you know, posting songs on Facebook well, or whatever. Well, I always like to send people down to the greatest record store in America, the Electric Fetus, which in Ju on June 10th celebrated their 50th anniversary. I go there almost weekly. Sometimes I just go there to hang out because it's such a great vibe. And, you know, look through the records and uh, read the magazines. And But I was just to get my, you know, I have to get my monthly Mojo magazine. Uh, well, there in Hi-Fi downtown is... Yeah, all Hi-Fi records is great. And then you get to bump in new Terry Katzman, who used to work with Husker Du Steve for McClellan. years. Steve McClellan. Maybe one of the most important men in Minneapolis and Minnesota music is Steve McClellan. He works there on the weekends because I go downtown, I work out at the YWC. What workout? I, t ten cannonballs in a sauna is my workout. Uh, then, then I follow with a martini. But anyway. Um, well, I had to go to down in the valley because growing yeah. up, before I moved to California in the old Bob Dylan's brother days, we, we used to go to down in the oh, valley yeah. when we were kids. Right. Um, so kind of a record store slash head shop, and of course the the place in Hopkins that's eluding me right now. Uh, oh well, it's right down from. Uh, <laughs> well, it's Bongo Johnny's. Yeah, I was just there. Runs the place. Yeah, yeah, it's two doors down from. Uh, what is it? Is it Bud and Johnny's music store? Right. Yeah. Let's give them a shout. I was just there yeah. last week. They have a great, great record store Done downtown Hopkins. Yeah, so uh, go check it That's out. That's been one of my favorite things in town is I've, having done 400 albums, I've worked with so many of the the local artists around town. And like 
we worked together 30 years ago, and all of a sudden we're back in again recently with uh, Dixie. So it's kind of fun being connected to everyone. Well, don't you think, and we've got about a uh, minute left here, Brian Bart, that uh, Minneapolis, and Minneapolis St. Paul, but more Minneapolis, is one of the greatest music towns in America. Definitely uh, per capita. So, uh, And the, the thing I also like is the diversity i mean i one thing i've always prided myself in is i used to get into midi before it was even invented using computerized music so i like to work one day doing hip-hop the next day metal and the next day some folk artists and i also do graphics and video editing and multimedia and things like that so it's all about the, the diversity of different artists and uh, i've worked with so many of the local people in town it's been a pleasure so Brian Bart, it was a pleasure working with you a couple of months ago on Anchor Dolls of Dixie Humor. Pleasure having you on my show. You're a real inspiration to a lot of people, and you're one of the best musicians I've met since I moved here in 1970. Oh, thank you for that compliment. I appreciate it. And good luck with your new record, AV, my friend, Brian Bart, and have a great Christmas. Thanks for listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This show is produced by Paul Metza, engineered by Sam Turnberg in the basement of the AM950 studios in Eden Prairie, which should be either Eden or Prairie. Find out my upcoming gigs at paulmetza.com. Every Thursday night at Shaw's, 16th and University, 5 to 7.30, Boy Walker, Sunny Earl in Northeast, Wednesday nights at the Green Lantern in St. Paul, 9 to 11.30. And like my dad used to say, remember to be kind and make someone happy. Oh, wow.